0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories 150. I almost said 120, and you'll understand why in a couple of minutes. Um, we're going to do a, a revisit, a rerun podcast this month, and um, good reason why. Uh, back on August 9th, we lost Audrey Aldmazera, an amazing songwriter. She just write, wrote incredibly funny laugh your ass out songs and some great sad songs and kind of everything in between she passed away at the age of 51 due to complications with cancer and um, this last year she still played you know fairly often Um, in fact in in April she played our Corlita series played her own fundraiser and did an amazing show and you know, a few months later, you know, she left us. What I wanted to do was take this month and kind of forgo my usual little bits of promotion and just really talk about Audrey. I only met her a few times, didn't know her as well as some other folks around here did, but her smile and her songs and everything was just, every time you saw her, you couldn't wait to hear her. And um, she left a lot of music behind. So what I would recommend is go to iTunes or go to her website and buy all her music I've been filling in my catalog the last couple of weeks and also while you're listening to this rerun podcast from 2012 um, you can go to a gofundme site Uh, when people leave us and they're sick they sometimes leave medical bills behind and it's you know it's hard enough for the family to deal with the loss of somebody important like this but you know, with finance stuff on top of it. It's just, it's just awful. So there's a GoFundMe site. I'll put the link in the podcast notes for this. It's GoFundMe.com. And if you're listening online or somewhere, it's GoFundMe.com slash U52AXU54, or just go to my site, michaelgaither.com, and there'll be a link for that in the podcast notes. Right now, they're about $15,000 short of their goal to kind of help her late husband, Mez, recover some of the just financial stuff that goes along with illnesses. So that's there. And what I'm going to do is um, just kind of cut to the chase, let you listen to a little bit of Audrey Ald, a couple of songs off her her final album called Hey Warden. Besides touring and just writing great songs. Audrey also worked, did a lot of work for the Bread and Roses Foundation. She also, the last several years, did songwriting workshops at San Quentin Prison. Hey Warden, the record was written mostly as collaborations with other with prisoners at San Quentin. So we're going to hear Hey Warden, Bread and Roses, and then we're going to go back to 2012 and re-listen to a talk I had with her at K-Pig Radio. And contextual-wise, keep in mind that this was when she was touring for an album called Wood, um, which is not available anymore. So that's kind of the time frame, but you'll still get an idea of who she was and why she was so cool and why we miss her and why she was such a great songwriter. What I also think was interesting is listening to this back, uh, we were talking about you know putting things on iTunes and printing versus doing sort of handmade limited edition CDs because everything was changing hasn't really changed a lot in three years. Still, people are making fewer CDs and people want music for free. So, that topic is still, for better or worse, still very relevant. I think it's a good interview and it's a chance to listen to Audrey Ald along with some of her music. So, let's get right to it. Really quickly, if you're new to the podcast, Michael Gaither is M I C H A L. G A I T H E R.com. If you go to my website and um, look up podcast episode number 150, you'll find the recent notes, the GoFundMe site, and links to the music that I'm going to play right now. So here is Hey Warden and Bread and Roses off the Hey Warden record. And then we'll talk one last time with Audrey Ald.
1: Hey, hey Warden! But the hacksaw didn't fit the pan I'd bring more than I could hold In these two hands If I could bring you anything I'd bring a meadow full of flowers Hummingbirds and dragonflies, no Sun kiss your face I'd bring the open sky erase time and place if I could bring you anything. breathe Bring- Could bring
2: you anything, yeah. and you're in Nashville these days, still? Yeah, I lived in Nashville for about five years
0: now. Uh huh. Okay, yeah. And you sent me a copy of Resurrection Moon, Mm-hmm. which is your last, but you're also doing you have this new Woody Guthrie album. Want to talk about that? You want to talk about Resurrection Moon?
2: Yeah, Resurrection Moon is just a like a retrospective album. I've, yeah got a lot of records and uh, really just didn't want to keep lugging them all around to, yeah. to gigs so I thought I'll just put on the on one album the songs that I still play live and uh-huh. you know I have, that I've endured with, with fans uh-huh. and a uh, couple of new songs uh-huh. and uh, so I just put that together this year and the Wood CD is a, a little acoustic five track handmade CD uh-huh. um, that it was just in response to You know that it's Woody Guthrie's 100th birthday this year and I was playing at the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival as I do I have for the last eight years and uh and you know that we got a record player in our home and it's it's really changed our home Uh and uh, because you can hold them in your hand and mp3s are just nothing yeah you know they're so I think it's contributed to the the devaluation of music in people's minds because they don't, They can't hold it in their hand, and uh, so I just
0: wanted to make a little handmade CD, you know. I, li- st- I like the phrase. I like the phrase "handmade CD" because you're right. Because I just did mine, and a lot of people said, "Well, I'll wait till it's on iTunes," which is great. You I mean if you want the music? That's but there's something about the tactile holding a record, holding a CD. I think we're starting yeah. I'm to not. Lose. I'm not going
2: to put it on iTunes. Yeah. I think there's enough up, enough stuff up there, and you know, and there's a lot going on. It can't continue. That the fact that people want music for nothing, they don't want to pay for it, Mm -hmm. but it costs so much to create that it can't continue, that it'll all fall down, and it is all falling down. Mm -hmm. So, uh, until they figure out the laws, Mm -hmm. people are just going to keep on putting music up there for free and Mm -hmm. uh, illegally. You know, I mean, it's stealing if you're downloading music without paying for it, unless you've been given it. Given it by the artist, so yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah, know, I don't know. It's an inter- interesting time in history, and yeah, in another 50, 100 years, they'll have it figured out. <laughs> we be, won't be around, not, right, you know. Right, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. When I was, I think people tell me I've, my friends' kids were well, like, "I got your music off one of these sharing services, and it's mm. really good." I'm thinking, well, that's great, but you know, it cost me. I'm thinking in my mind, mm. it me, I'm, I'm glad you like my music, but if you just get it off a file sharing service. I'm never going to recoup my funds and do another one so it's it's an interesting time people keep saying the cd's dying but i think you could probably address if you're a touring artist i mean do you do you sell download cards or do you sell physical yeah, CDs? yeah i do have some download do cards but i don't you how's know, the it split between those and but people still typically want something they could put in their car and take on on the way sure yeah Yep. yeah yeah
2: download cards are a good way to give away music yeah. You know, like at the airport the other day, I got hit up by a Baptist preacher who was looking to convert me. And mm-hmm. uh, it was nice to just be able to give him, say, so here's, here's my album. And I don't have to part with a CD, which costs a whole lot more than a download mm-hmm. card. And if he doesn't do it, it doesn't matter. Right. But, uh, you know, he wrote to me later saying, Oh, have you got a new fan? You know. <laughs>
0: nice. You never know. They're, the, you know, I've had the, they're nice to have around. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same with, um, I've been doing, having good luck with Bandcamp. Mm. You know, and just sending out, here's a link and a code. If you're not sure about somebody, yeah, you know, I, what I've been doing is here's a link in a code, or I can send you a disc if you really want one. Yeah, and that way you kind of, if they want it, if they want it right, then you don't have to, you know, have the expense of mailing a CD. Yes. And, yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But there's still the DJs that want to hold it in their hand, and uh, I understand that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. It's like because doing this this podcast and talk, it's nice getting just getting stuff at home to listen to, but sometimes. You want the, You want to hold the thing and see the photographs and look at. And the it's
2: there is a visual reminder that it exists, right? Because when it's just a text on a hard
0: drive, yeah,
2: you you're not reminded, and there's no image. I don't know. It's just a very different experience, isn't yeah. it?
0: It is. It mm. is. Yeah, and I think you know, dragging files back and forth and making sure you don't put them in the wrong place, and like when you or you resync your iPod and you lose stuff because it was on your main hard drive and. Mm. Th- that kind of just ridiculous techie stuff. Mm, if you get mm. a CD, you can just go, okay, here it is. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. anyway. So, um. So, so you come out here about once a year, West Coast? Yeah, I like to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And well, mm. I'm going to, uh, I came out because I'm going to San Quentin Prison
0: on. That's become uh, kind, of kind of a night. regular event for you, too. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah. Um. I did a performance in 2006 for, because uh, I would do shows for the Bread and Roses organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so since then i uh just offered to come and do a writing workshop with inmates and i'm you know i'm not a teacher or anything i don't i I don't i didn't have any experience in doing songwriting workshops you know like a lot of artists do that as as weekend retreats or whatever but um i was just interested to kind of uh spend some time with inmates and encourage them to express themselves and their experience and Mm -hmm. uh so i've been doing that since 2006 and uh it's really rewarding you know more and more it's i appreciate how precious the time is that i have there because it's difficult to get in oh i bet and i think you know they're living in a very unique way Uh and uh last time i was there i said your truth will set us all free if you can really express yourself you know we we will all learn something from from mm-hmm. what you share with us, and yeah. uh, it's not always easy uh, for them. I think some some of the guys have never written anything. Yeah. As a, as a friend of mine who's a private investigator pointed out, some of them have probably never had any positive feedback or encouragement. So uh, it's nice to work with them and to read what they write. Is usually it's amazing. Hmm. <laughs> it's not fluffy, self indulgent crap. You know that that a lot of songwriters put out. It's just really gritty, poetic, truthful yeah. stuff, and uh, I feel really honoured to be able to read it. And I take it home, and if it's working right, then I put it into I create a song. Oh, okay. Sometimes I've got a structure that I take to them, so it's it's not about music theory. It's mm-hmm. it's just very much about let's explore this question or you know uh-huh. this topic or so um i've got a couple of songs out of it and i'm, I'm trying right. to get a love song <laughs> 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 i really want to get a love song but you know it's, you can't you can you can't make assumptions you can't make assumptions that people have a mother you know you can't make assumptions that they have a good relationship with oh, their father yes. yeah. there are there are things that i would like to delve into but but you know if i've got 15 guys in the room who are in San Quentin prison, then something yeah. has brought them there. Right. And, uh, i just, you know, I'm very conscious of treading gently. Yeah. Because you don't know who they are. Right. You know. Right. But I feel very safe. I feel very safe. Mm-hmm. And there are the same guys that come back and they really look forward to my return. So
0: is it a similar group every year?
2: Some. There are mm-hmm. some elements. Some guys that are the same guys mm-hmm. and some are new. And, but they're all very well behaved and, uh, uh, you know they've told me they they look forward to my return and you mm-hmm. didn't come at some point because I couldn't get in. You know, like if there's the swine flu, then the prison's locked down, or yeah. if someone misbehaves, there's a lockdown. So, yeah.
0: you know, and kind of what you're doing with them, it's almost like songwriting at its core. It's just expressing yourself, what's going on inside mm-hmm. your head, get it out in, in some kind of a lyric form, and let's not worry about tunings and chords and. Yeah, I bring yeah.
2: them, I will play them the idea that I've got for how I'd like this like song to be Like here's maybe structured. a melody, how you
0: might wrap this around it, but then yeah. it's really what they're thinking and feeling and writing. Yeah,
2: but, but, but not therapy. I do try to f- keep it focused that it's yeah. lyrics and it's, a, you know, that there are, there's poetry and you know, colour and the seasons and, and poetic license and mm-hmm. I do try to keep it uh, so that it is, there, it is an art form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them are really great writers. You know, mm-hmm. there are some writers in there. Yeah. So, they come with their stuff, and we pass the guitar, nice. play some songs, and have a laugh, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, very cool, <laughs> very cool. So, what's your writing process? I mean, it's kind of the open do you do you write every day? Do you write when inspiration comes to you? Do you just kind of keep a notepad handy, or is it sort of a mix of everything?
2: Yeah, I tend to, I'm not structured, like there are a lot of people in Nashville who do the nine to five, you know, they yeah. get with other people and they want a hit record, and that's that's a I respect that absolutely. Um, but I I think I decided a long time ago that I would really honor the muse and uh, go with whatever was coming. And so it's there. I mean, I think you're tuned in all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever someone, if you say something or if somebody says something, you kind of go, Oop, you know, your little... Yeah, eavesdropping thin. is
0: great. <laughs> or even, in, yeah, even like an inverted eavesdropping. In. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah.
2: Uh, so it's sort of going on. You're, I think you're a songwriter all the time. And I tend to use my phone these days. There's a little voice recorder on the iPhone. It's great. Yeah. I just put notes into that. Yeah,
0: mine fills up on the road. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always. Be- I, I interviewed Mary Gauthier about a year and a half ago, and she said, you know, even when I'm not writing, I'm always a songwriter. Look, the same exact same thing. Just yeah. kind of being tuned into
2: full time. Yeah. It's got to be, and yeah, it's at the forefront of your mind all the time. And and I think once you become conscious of that necessity. Of it, of it being at the forefront once you become conscious of that then it, it, it stays that way yeah. over, over the years you're always a songwriter mm-hmm. yeah because I can be writing emails and I'll write something and I think ooh that's it. you know it blurted out to like my, my I wrote something to my brother once and I thought I can't really say that to him but that would really work well in a song
0: yeah you know, that's a good lyric yeah it yeah. Yeah. comes <laughs> everywhere I posted that there was this goofy Facebook game like you know, write write down you post this, write down the, the first word you think of at how we met. So my friends wrote all these like, you know, K Pig, wooden nickel open and and then all of a sudden somebody wrote back and they go, Are you gonna write a song about this? All these single words, how I met people and I'm like I hadn't thought of it, but it's a really good idea, you know. They come from everywhere. Yeah. So mm. yeah. So back on your Woody Guthrie, is it a is it a I I know is it a covers C D? Is it a mix no, of your it's own? Just small songs. Yeah. No, it's just
2: uh, I just woke up one morning with a song called "100 Candles," mm-hmm. which was for his birthday, uh-huh. and uh, and I already had a song called Woody that I wrote some time ago, put mm-hmm. on another album, and I had written a song, like Oklahoma Dust. I wrote in a in a the, um, the Gilcrease Museum in Tulsa, which is a, a museum uh, for the American Indian, mm-hmm. and uh, "Bound for Glory," which we send on the radio now, is uh, you know I mean. His book's called Bound for Glory mm-hmm. and... Uh, it's a great book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Poverty Line, which is a song I wrote a while ago, which is a, a Woody Guthrie-type song. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was quite a political person. So um, that's all. And uh, I just wanted something to to have at the festival and to honour him in mm-hmm. his hundredth year. And
0: Yeah. You know. It's a big year.
2: Yeah. I know a lady in, the, in an Oklahoma hotel. She goes, oh, it's lovely when people live that long.
0: <laughs> how'd you respond <laughs> that's funny oh
2: i i kind of got that flabbergasted but like, you know and she yeah. oh you know she she understood
0: <laughs> yeah it took me a second too I was like, like, don't
2: worry about it you know but,
0: but but yeah
2: she's in oklahoma i was like geez mm.
0: <laughs> and how warm was it in oklahoma when you were down it was recently it, it
2: was actually not as warm as it has been yeah you know with all the We've been, Nashville's just been, it's been so hot there's been no humidity, you know. Really? It's
0: just like boiled it off or something? Yeah, yeah, I
2: think when it gets over, it was 107 or 109 one day and all the grass yeah. is yellow. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, and then, the, but the thing is, there's been this wind. So when you get a hot wind, it's like you're in a fan forced oven,
0: yeah. you
2: know, and then the storms come and, and it gets humid again. But uh, so, Okinawa was actually a whole lot we, we, I think you're anticipating something real bad. I mean, one friend said to me, oh, I don't think you should go, you know. But it was, you know, you kind of know what it is and you, you don't stress about
0: it. And it's, if it's already 107 at home. How, about, how much worse is it going to get? It know? wasn't that. No. no. And then
2: it, uh, it was a beautiful storm on Friday and it mm-hmm. all cooled down and we had a great
0: time. Now you're back here on the West Coast for a while where it's fine. It's fog. freezing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next on this tour? Where, where are you going uh, to... And do oh, you, do we, you tour full-time or do you kind of like go home and work and kind of, is it back and forth?
2: No, I tour full-time. I mean, yeah. I go home and work my business, you know. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. uh, I don't uh, I don't have an agent or a manager, so I have to spend time at home to set up tours and, yeah. you know, do all the work required mm-hmm. w- with that. And, uh, and, you know, I like to be with my husband and my dogs and my chickens and my garden. So I could tour more, but I have come to find that there are things that are more important than playing music. You know, which is nice because you know I mean you can get really for a lot of your life you get really focused like I've got to do this I've got to do this I've got to keep doing this got to, you know and, and your whole it consumes you everything and when right. you find good love and a good marriage then it's really nice to find that that's more important than mm-hmm. you know your career Right. so uh, I, I balance it and he comes with me sometimes and mm-hmm. um, but I love playing music and yeah. uh, I love playing music in America Americans are great uh, well educated musically, yeah, and it's a, it's an American music that I play. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that I don't have to. There's a lot that's understood with American audiences that Australian audiences, um, you know, it's it's a different culture there, and mm-hmm. it's a, more a more of a top forty focus. And uh,
0: I was so going to ask you this. I mean, this sort less of,
2: of the folk tradition, yeah, less of the acoustic music tradition in Australia.
0: Really? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's there, but it's a smaller population. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here there's a nice. It's, I mean, the whole when you call it singer songwriter folk Americana, there's a nice big. There's a nice big. I think subculture to kind of support that. Wonderful. Yeah. When I did this wood like CD. this place. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, California's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: This wood CD I did with a, the a guy in Nashville who's a session player. Uh-huh. Plays with Kenny Chesney on the, on the albums. Yeah. He's not a touring musician. Uh, you know Keith, um, Toby Keith and Faith Hill and Tim McGraw and Taylor Swift plays on all those albums. But he's got this great studio at home and he does mm-hmm. sessions, you know, mm-hmm. he can come in and, um, so he's like, he said, nobody ever does this. And I was like, what? And he said, play their own guitar. And, huh. and he's like, and, and I'm, he's playing something. I said, can you play more like Doc Watson? And he goes, I haven't heard that before. <laughs> because
0: probably <not>, probably <laughs> everyone, doing...
2: they want to sound like Taylor Swift, but they want to sound right, like they a want that certain, you know, they, of... they're going for that thing. And, uh, so then after a few days, he's like, so how do you make a living? You know, and I'm like, there is this whole folk scene in, a, in America. People just out there, they're great. You, they'll never be famous. They've got a fan base, they make a living, and mm-hmm. they're just playing aco- acoustic music. And Anywhere a, they can. It's a whole yeah. sort of section of, of the music industry that is way under the, the commercial radar uh, yeah. He was like, How do you make a living? <laughs> was he
0: probably. wasn't even like really aware of it? No, not at all. Huh. No. Interesting. No. Yeah, I've got a buddy who he, he's he's back there now, he's gonna live there for a while and he's he's doing you know, he was kinda of doing the thing out here that we're doing, but um he's back there co writing and having demos produced and kinda of trying to fit into that and it's what he wants to do and it's not, you know, it's 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 a different world I think.
2: Yeah, and some people succeed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some absolutely. people do,
2: but it but and uh, did hear a lady a songwriter say you know that she'd been you know like us just writing what we feel and, and mm-hmm. playing playing what we what is is our story yeah. and then when she went to nashville she made that switch she made that decision i'm going to become the crafts person mm. and craft the songs yeah. to be on the radio right. cuz it's all decided by the programmers right they right. decide what's going to get played mm-hmm. they go nah they can make a whole album. They make, they record whole albums, they give them to these radio programmers, they decide whether the album gets released. Because yeah. if they don't find anything they wanna play, they're not gonna spend all that money on releasing an album. Right. So it just gets shelved. Yeah. It's an incredible process. And now, where once, this guy that I recorded with, he said once people would come in and do a bunch of guitar vocal demos, uh-huh. now they come in and they do a fully produced song. And that's the demo. And then they yeah, play that to the producer like. or the artist. And they go, oh yeah, I want it to sound just like that. So they just recreate the demo, which is fully produced. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's some musical imagination has been lost. And I think there, I think when money becomes involved, and it can be a lot of money, mm-hmm. so yeah. So there's a lot at stake. They yeah. don't want it. They don't take risks.
0: No. I mm. know somebody was talking to me about, wouldn't you want to be a country? I go. I write songs about dogs and mules and taquerias and my, my hometown and you know it doesn't I don't think it's really going to fit the Nashville mold, which is fine you know
2: Yeah and then, I mm. mean Nashville's there's a lot of good stuff in Nashville okay, you there know is. It's, it's very easy to be cynical about Nashville yeah because people don't achieve what they want in five seconds right and so they come and they go and, and yeah. uh, you know but but apart from that, I mean there is the whole industry, but apart from that there is a lot of great and diverse musicians mm-hmm. who are just out there working. There's a lot of people like you and I who are just touring artists who just do their stuff. Yeah. The, the difference is that a lot of the musicians there are full-time musicians, right. and it's great to be around full-time musicians yeah. because it's there's a whole lot that's understood. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 So it's good for me to be in a town like that, to be amongst those people, you know, because I've always been in places where most people have got day jobs and they're they're doing music on the side whereas when it's your work. bread and butter yeah. uh, you, you uh you know you've got to be the best you can be yeah
0: yeah yeah i think it's kind of close i think something you mentioned too about touring versus being about that, that word i like the word balance you know, having because you could just tour mm. full time and not see your husband and your, and mm. your and the dogs and the chickens but mm. i think for, i don't know this may be the same for you but. I think part of that balance is where I get a lot of my songwriting fodder from having that home sure. life. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's nice to have it all. You know, it's nice. To, I take the husband and the dogs with me when I can. Nice. You know, my, my, usually my dog Gypsy's with me when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. But uh, So I, f- I know I feel kind of naked
0: without, <laughs> without a, <guy>. a family <laughs> member of some kind. I should have brought a dog to the station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, to close, what kind of dogs do you have? Uh, call, just, I'm a dog person. I yeah, don't. we
2: call them lucky dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gypsy's a rescue from Oklahoma. She's a brown dog, a hound. Yeah. We make up breeds. She's a, a, an Oklahoma Australian... Oklahoma brown dog? Yeah. No, she's an Australian muscle hound. That's like her, that. her breed. And Cora Lee, Cora Lee. She's a Tennessee corn dog. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Cora Barrel, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're good girls. Nice. And That's then cool. I attract all the dogs that really want to come and live with us. I seem to... We've become a magnet for... Dog's in need of love. Even at the hotel the other day, this dog with uh, a guy with, with his dog up in Davis, his uh-huh. poodle. just a poodle, you know what I mean? It's just a big white poodle and yeah. this guy was it was doing something and it, I had my hotel door open and it saw me and it just sort of came over to say hello. Yeah. You know, and he just went apeshit and he was calling it, you know, killer or something, I don't know what it was called, but he's calling it and the dog's ignoring him completely. Yeah. And then he comes over and he and he, and he hits it. And he drags it back to his room and I'm sick of you. And he gives it a couple of smacks around the head. And I and I was going, no, you know, mm-hmm. like, of course that dog doesn't want to be with him. Yeah, because you're in with him. He just didn't <laughs> know how to treat it. Right. right. You know, and I see this all the time. All you need to do is talk to dogs, mm-hmm. I find. All you need to do is talk to them and tell them what you want.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Come here. Go there. This way. Like you don't need well, to Well they want you to be you don't the need to yank they them. have
0: they have to their place on the pack and then they're fine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, I mm-hmm. it's like really the the owners really need to be educated.
0: Yeah. yeah. So my wife and I actually we work for we volunteer for a rescue organization so we Right. So we foster dogs and we get all these dogs with sort of these issues and kinda of yeah. Socialize and Do you?
2: Yeah. God we just had a we just had a pit bull turn up at our place that decided Wow. It was you know it was these hot days yeah, so it was like, yeah, we yeah. put water out, you know. Right. She's she's hanging around at a distance. She's always at a distance somewhere, and I put water out, and then she was there the next morning, so I fed her. I didn't bring her into the yard. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to live here, you know. And no, I can't. We can't have three dogs. And, uh, you know, I've tried fostering before, and I just... It's hard. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's not for me.
0: We're up to three, which is, like, kind of ridiculous. When oh, you, yeah. When yeah. you have four, your friends start talking. Like right. Three, we, we just had when we actually only found a home for we had four dogs for like months and months and months anyway yeah
2: so when you have a pit bull in tennessee oh oh boy you know we'll have it i'll have it yep 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 breeding fighting it was really hard so i had to keep changing the terminology because i put it up on craigslist i had to say and then i put send me a photo of the dog that you've lost
0: oh oh yeah yeah
2: because they all wanted people just wanted the pit bull
0: either work their fighting dogs or fight it. They
2: want to fight them or they want to breed them to fight or they use them as bait. It was amazing, it was really sickening. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But on the happier end, so (laughs) your dogs are happy. (laughs) Oh,
2: they're great, they're good girls. Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. and they're good with the chickens, you know, they take, they go into the coop and.
0: I feel like home's pretty good.
2: (laughs) Oh, very, and I mean Nashville's great for growing food. We've mm. got like a tomato jungle at the moment, nice. my husband went through and uh, have you met mayors? No
0: no yeah.
2: um he went through the catalogue and because it's warm and rains a lot, uh-huh. so we just got all these tomato seeds of all different varieties and it, that's what's really satisfying we don't we don't feel a connection to that place on the earth, right you know yeah. it's like I say it's great to to live amongst musicians, uh-huh. but the weather is like too too much too this way or that way or you know extreme it is and i'm an outdoors person i'd rather i love california you know i love it because it's chilly here you just put a bit of clothing on but you can have the doors open and the windows open and have the air come into the house and i don't want to live in a box you know yeah so um yeah we won't we won't stay there but it's i feel like because i haven't grown up in america i'd I'd like to spend some time living in texas Mm -hmm. you know just
0: experience the culture yeah i like
2: texas i like texas so we'll see but i really like california and we do feel drawn back here yeah you know
0: well you're well loved out here yeah
2: totally i know i feel it and it and it i it hasn't changed because i've moved yeah you know that's really sweet really really it's good to come back
0: yeah yeah i always say it was funny because i always say i was born about a mile that way, I <laughs> live about three miles that way. Nice. Well, yeah. what's that
2: Dixie Chick song about? You know, they, they never move out of their zip code.
0: Taking a long way home.
2: Yeah, some people oh. remember at the beginning. They the people who don't move out of their the zip code they were born in, or there's some yeah. cool line. It's like, yeah, that really works for some people. Yeah. You know, if you you are established and you that's, I I, I that, love that about people. I'm not that person. Yeah. But I love that. My I have of my aunt. I married into Aunt Mary. Uh huh. You know, she's that, and, and yeah. we love going there because she's there. Right. You know, her home is ancient. And well, and when
0: I was younger, I always wanted to, like, in fact, I've written about this in a couple of times in songs, but I always wanted, I thought I'd move away and see. And then mm. as I got older, then I got married, my wife's from here too. It's like, just really, I'm, I'm pretty much happy here yeah <laughs> you know we're kind of like that, isn't it? we're kind of like away from town kind of semi rural, so it's kind of quiet yeah you can hear the coyotes on a good night even yeah. though it's still technically in town yeah it's like, i'm cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
2: fine. i think it's good and i say that to mez because we get all like oh let's go you know but yeah. i'm like no look, we're happy when we're at home in nashville it's yeah it's the first time i've owned a house so let's just acknowledge that we are happy here at home yeah. together yeah. and in the garden and so, it, you know,
0: I know. Oh I'm glad you have that. Yeah. yeah. Things are good. Well, it's good talking to you finally. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> we talked about yeah, it for a while. It's in the making. It's funny that these things, it seems like it's always like a year of emails. Well, I can do it, but mm. I can't. And then people come back around. Mm, yeah. So, so good talking to yeah. you. And we'll see you next time.
2: Yeah, and thanks for the aunt, too.
0: Sure. Eh? sure. Oh, yeah. How was my aunt last night? Did, oh, did great. It work that well, Debbie, well, you, you can meet Stewie. No. He's a sweetie. Got to come by, say hi, visit my aunt. I'd forgotten about that. When Audrey was out on this tour, she was with a duo, and they had no PA and needed something for a couple of small shows, so I'd loaned them my Carvin acoustic amp. It's got several inputs, and it worked out quite well. They treated it very nicely, and it's sitting here in my office today as we speak. So once again, that was Audrey Auld, and if you want to find out more about Audrey, you can go to audreyauld.com. You can also go to michaelgaither.com and look for songs and stories. 150, and I've got links to her music, her websites, the GoFundMe site if you'd like to chip in and help her family recoup some of the the money for medical bills. It just sucks, but that's what happens when people get sick. Um, But that was Audrey Ald. She was just an amazing songwriter, hell of a personality, lit up a room, um, left us with a lot of great music so um, go on iTunes go to her website buy everything you can um, it's very inspirational I get f- sad songs funny songs everything in between she was just such a, a consummate artist and um, left us at the age of 51 which also is kind of a drag um, but uh, just a great songwriter and I'm really glad that we got to have her in Coralitas and uh, we can still listen to her music um, I'm going to leave you with one more song, and this seems kind of appropriate. When she was in Nashville, she recorded her her Nashville record. She called it Tonk, and in fact, when I was when she was at Creditas, I looked at it. She said, "Oh, you don't have Tonk. You have to have Tonk," and she gave me a copy. And it was recorded with Marty Stewart's band, and it's it's a great it's a great country. It's a real country record. So I'm going to leave you appropriately enough with Bound for Glory um, from Audrey Alden, her album Tonk. Um, as far as me, I wanted to forego my usual promo and just focus and let you listen to Audrey. But if you want to see what I'm up to, I got a couple of cool things coming up. Go to michaelgaither.com, check the calendar page. In the meantime, here's some more Audrey Ald. And whether you heard this on Grateful Dread Radio Nashville or KC Cafe Radio, or you caught this downloading or streaming on Facebook, Twitter, or my website, or iTunes. Thank you for listening. Um, here's some more Audrey Ald for you, and we'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Take care.
1: I'm bound for glory, I'm stepping out. I'm bound for glory, no fear, no doubt. I'm bound for glory, Mama done told me so. I'm bound for glory, roll, chow, roll. Been good to my name.